Hey everyone, it's Tony Schiavone. StarCast was incredible. Did you go? Maybe you did, and you didn't get to see everything you wanted to see. Or maybe you missed it, and there's that one part that you wanted to be a part of. Well, we've got great news for you. It's StarCast a la carte. Yes! StarCast a la carte. Starting at just $4.99, you can see a program you missed or maybe one that you wanted to see again. Hey, Conrad and I had a blast bringing What Happened When to StarCast. And who knew that I could sing that well? Or who knew what really happened between Tommy Young and the Barbarian? To be a part of an event that will be talked about for years to come, go to fight.tv and check out all the shows that you can order, all a la carte. Once again, go to fight.tv. Prices start at only $4.99. And thanks very much for being a slapdick. And thanks very much for your great response to StarCast in Chicago during All In Weekend. Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? Monday on the MLW Radio Network. Well, it's Monday if you're listening on Patreon, but no matter when you're listening, the reason you're listening is Tony Schiavone. What's going on, man? How are you? Conrad, what's up, buddy? How's things going on your end of the world? Man, I am great. Uh, By the time everyone is hearing this, I am in another country with Bruce Pritchard. Please pray for me, brother. Yeah, I know. Well, you and Bruce Pritchard in another country. Good luck to both of you, man. Yeah, it's going to be bad. I don't, I don't know. Uh, this is not what I signed up for. And I, I looked around before I had to pack my bags for this trip and really asked myself, what have I done with my life? How many times have you been to Europe in your, in your life? Uh, this will be the third time. Okay. You know, I, the last time I was there was with uh, WCW, I guess, back in 2000, and we had a real good tour. Great fans over there. They're really going to love you, Conrad. They really are. So you're going to have a good time with the exception of having to tag around with him. I don't know that they're even going to know what I'm saying. You know, me being a hillbilly from Alabama, do, are they going to understand my country yeah. accent here? Yeah, they'll understand you. Okay. Well, let's hope so. And I hope that you guys understand that. We're about to present to you the worst wrestling pay-per-view of all time. 
And you argued with this and you said, no, they were worse, but man, we are going to put that to the test. It's ECW December to dismember 2006. And I've shown you a lot of fun, old school ECW, but this is the first time you've seen WWE CW. Of course, the WWE relaunched ECW after the success of the one night stand pay-per-view in 2005. And to say it was less than awesome is an understatement. This, uh, this is not what you've, uh, grown accustomed to here on the show. Uh, well, it's not what I've grown accustomed to, I guess, as far as ECW and am I right now? And I read some things about this. Was this like the worst pay-per-view buy rate ever for the WWE? It is the biggest flaming turd of a show possible. I mean, it can't be any worse. What I'm about to show you is literally the lowest of the lows. You will think that RoboCop and battle bowl and all that nonsense that we've talked about here on the show is actually better than what you're about to see. <laughs> okay. So, uh, without further ado, I'm, ex- I'm excited now <laughs> fire up your WWE network. And instead of going to the WCW section, like you normally do fire up the ECW section under pay-per-views, go down to December 3rd, 2006. And if you're listening on Monday here on Patron, this is the 12 year anniversary. How about that? And, uh, it's not a good anniversary. I guess it's more like a memorial. Uh, so without further ado, let's, do you think that, uh, your bride might be a little hardcore for us today? I'll see if she can do a hardcore countdown for us. Lois, how about a hardcore countdown, sweetie? Do you a countdown? Mm-hmm. Just a regular countdown. Mm-hmm. That's all you want. Yeah. <laughs> you just want me for my countdowns. <laughs> Three, two, one play. Well, we began with the gigantic cage and would you look at big show? And I don't know who that was. Sabu. Uh, Robbie Van Dam is that, uh, oh, there's CM Punk and Bobby Lashley. Holy shit. Now this cage is, uh, still around, right? Well, it looks a little different now. This is, uh, one of the early iterations of the elimination chamber, uh, which seemed probably like a good idea on paper, but in execution, I think all of the boys absolutely hated it, uh, because whoever designed it, of course, was not actually planning on taking any bumps on it. Surprise. And, uh, now these guys have to sort of figure it out. So, uh, they've relaunched ECW here uh, on the great success of the rise and fall of the ECW documentary. And then they had a, a tremendous, uh, tremendously well-received pay-per-view, uh, ECW one night stand in 2005. So they bring it back in 06 with the idea that we're going to use this as a launch pad to create a third brand. So we'll have raw, we'll have SmackDown. And now we'll have ECW and they managed to secure a television deal on sci-fi. And as a result, we have this turd of a show that we're about to watch And this pay-per-view uh, we've covered in great detail on something to wrestle because it was just, oh man, poorly thought out, not good, but, uh, you've never seen it and I'm excited no, I'm to show it to you because I know, you know, that. ECW's hotbed is rural Georgia, and that's where this pay-per-view goes down. All right, so let me ask you this. If uh, this is so poorly received, and you've covered it on, my God, we're in Augusta, Georgia for this. Right? Uh, You process what you just said. ECW, a Philadelphia staple, you expect it in Philadelphia. Maybe it's over in Pittsburgh. 
gosh, we got to be in Boston or New York. Nope. Augusta, Georgia. <laughs> Hotbed uh, of ECW. Who was the creative mind behind the East, behind ECW? Did, did they have their own creative team back then? Well, the very next day, uh, apparently the day of this show, there is a major dispute and it boils over the next day at raw and Paul Heyman is fired over the way he handled the creative for this, because he saw one thing, Vince saw another, they went back and forth. The result was a terrible show. Somebody had to take the fall and that somebody was Paul Heyman because Paul was not able to do what Paul wanted to do allegedly. And he had the handcuffs on him. So instead of having, you know, all the, uh, the creative reigns, he had to try to make it work. By the way, coming to the ring right now, a couple of guys you'll know, and I don't think you know Melina. Did you ever see Melina? First time I've seen Melina. And I bet you're already a big fan. Yeah, she's uh she's all over the place here, isn't she? So the guy on our right, his nickname is Johnny, whatever he's wrestling for now. So he's in Impact right now, so he's Johnny Impact. And that became his deal. So he's been Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact, Johnny, whatever. The guy on the left is Joey Mercury, uh, who is a listener of this program. And they together are Eminem. And here comes the best female entrance in the history of wrestling. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, Melina. Going to make her way into the ring. One leg up. Oh, my God. What do you think is going to happen? Two legs up. And there she oh goes. Oh my God. How about that? Thought you might. Like wow. That. Is she still in the business at all? Uh, she still does, uh, appearances at conventions and cons and things like that, but no, she's not actively involved on a, on a weekly recurring television role. Wow. Well, that was, uh, that was a pretty spectacular entrance and a little tip to the cap to these. Uh, I guess they're showing now some of the angles leading to this. How about that buzzsaw graphic they got there? Yeah, man, they're trying to make ECW look and feel different and more hardcore, but, uh, it's really anything, but don't you think though, that on the surface now, just looking at this and, and hearing what you've said about the show, that there was no way that an ECW could survive in the WWE universe. Well, it didn't. So of course it couldn't. Well, of course it couldn't, but even going into that, well, I think most people worried, you know, would they let Paul do what Paul does. And if they do, then it it should work because he'll have someone out. You have to appreciate the theory and the thought process behind that. And as we're talking about it, here come the Hardy boys while not actually ECW originals. I think most would agree those guys with all their crazy tables and ladders and chairs and Jeff jumping off of the highest thing he could find. They would have fit in, in the original ECW. Don't you think? No, I don't think there's uh, a without Without question. question. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that a lot of people thought, okay, the reason ECW went under was Paul was not a good businessman and Paul needed somebody to help him sort of handle the financing and handle, uh, you know, the promotion end of maybe licensing or marketing and things like that. But when it came to the actual creative, the storylines, if you will, if they'll just let Paul do what Paul does, this could be a success. This could be a hit. And man, I get that. That makes total sense to me, but it didn't happen. No, 
and none of these matches were really announced before the pay-per-view. There was essentially one match announced ahead of time and very little promotion. Ticket sales were soft. Pay-per-view sales were abysmal and you know, the show kind of sucks. I mean, it's a three hour pay-per-view and as you can probably tell from looking, it's two hours and 14 minutes. Yeah. So when you see a show go short like that, what's that tell you? <laughs> they said, fuck it. <laughs> they right. said, fuck it. If you listened <laughs> last week, you, you get that. <laughs> exactly. I guess I should uh, tell you that the, uh, the figure four weekly, and I know your boys with Brian Alvarez these days, uh, the, the headline of their issue that came out on the heels of this show was Heyman down. And then the first paragraph is WB seemingly put a bullet in the ECW brand Sunday night, December 3rd, after December to dismember pay-per-view in Augusta, Georgia at the James Brown arena come Monday. It turned out they only put a bullet in Paul Heyman. This was almost without question, the worst promoted pay-per-view in company history. How about that? Okay. The worst promoted is that's what he's not, not the worst booked. And not the worst uh, work rate and the worst production, the worst promoted, right? Yeah. In other words, they put in no effort into this thing at all. Well, I mean, you've got, so this is the ECW brand and nobody who's in the ring right now is actually on the ECW brand. Okay. So what does that tell you, Conrad? That tells, you know what that tells me? And I know I'm into this, um, this conspiracy theory bullshit that I think Vince wanted ECW to die. No, it is heart of hearts. I don't think he wanted it to die. I think he, he wants all the revenue he can get, but I do think it's never going to be a priority. If it's not Monday night raw, it's not a priority. And I don't, I don't think that can even be debated at this point. Tomato, tomato, maybe. And one of the Armstrongs is the referee here. Steve Armstrong. Who's now about a, that? I believe a, it's Steve. He's an agent backstage. Yes, he is. Well, Je- you know, Jeff Hardy's, uh, kind of bulked up there. He's kind of slimmed down a great deal. Of course, it's Scott and he's still Armstrong, getting quite a push at the WWE. It's Scott Armstrong. Just so you know, Scott. All right. Scott, Steve, Brian. Well, they're, they're different humans. I mean, yeah, I know I, they're different people, but I know, you know, at your advanced age, you probably just yell Matt, but and don't care my, if Chris yeah, or my, whoever wanders over. Right. At my help advanced help stage. me out of my chair. God damn it. Hey, so by the way, I feel like, you know, we haven't been talking about all the, the silly shirts that we've got going over at box lately, but right. I showed you one right before we went on the air where you, you just recently announced that you have officially renamed your penis, right? Uh, big Josh. And we've big got, Josh. we've got a big Josh shirt. It looks like you're wearing a flannel shirt with blue jean cutoffs and an arrow pointing down towards your crotchal area. And mm-hmm. it says big Josh. We've also got a sheep hooted. Life gigged me fat Nostradamus high spot fatigue. I like to whiz Shivani coffee, wake up Conrad. They're here dick to go without question. Somebody talking about lasagna. Uh, we have got so many new items over at boxagimmicks.com. It's absurd. So if you haven't already go check it out. Of course, all your old school favorites are there. Tommy young. Uh, and of course, low key, big hog and podcast row and everything in between. So wake up Conrad. They're here. <laughs> that is yeah. And, and listen, uh, on the big Josh t-shirts, 
the blue jeans is a tip of the cap to blue chew. Uh, and at this point, what is a tip of the cap? I feel like, I mean, when you answered Skype earlier, I saw some lines chopped up on your desk and I thought, man, he's not entertaining enough for him to be doing cocaine. What is he doing? And then your desk started moving and I realized you're over there trying to main vein blue chew, main vein, blue chew, right? (laughs) Hypothetically, how many of the boys in the ring right now do you think have tried a little blue chew? Uh, well, uh, I would think that if that girl was around, what's her name? Mar- it's, uh, Melina, Melina. I would think she would, uh, be worth the price of admission of blue chew. Don't you? Have you heard like the, uh, the sort of underground, uh, oh, cult like following that supports a certain question in shoot interviews where whenever anybody's asking a question, I think me and you've even gotten it at a live show before where they'll set up a question that seems like it's very well thought out. And then when it's time to actually punctuate, they say, how big's Batista's dick. (laughs) Have you heard about this? No, I've not. Well, it's a whole thing. So like somebody would be like, so Tony, when Monday Nitro was first announced and you had been forever been the voice of WCW and even Jim Crockett promotions and a staple on the flagship show, WCW Saturday night and many of the syndicated shows and you'd done wraparounds and called all the pay-per-views when it finally came down that Eric Bischoff was going to be in the main seat and you would not be heavily featured on the show. How big's Batista's dick? <laughs> that, that's sort of the routine. Okay. <laughs> well, the rumor and innuendo is that someone involved in this match can answer that question. Oh, gotcha. And I'll let you figure out okay. what exactly Jeff Hardy had to do to get <laughs> Batista to show him. Wow. Uh, all right. So here we've got a match going on. There you go, girl. Uh, we got a match going on that has no re- uh, no rhyme, nor reason, no. Did you say no ream, nor horizon. <laughs> Are you just making up words you found in the library over there? No, I was thinking of, I was thinking of Harry reams. What? 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 How do you even know who that is? I thought you were well, like a good guy. Anybody that look, anybody that grew up in the seventies didn't know who Harry reams was for crying out loud. I, I mean, I can't, I don't know what you're saying right now. Like. Wow. She's, she's pretty spectacular. You know, this is not a half bad match here, Conrad. No, it's not. And uh, even in the, uh, in the sheets, it would get three and a quarter stars. Yeah. By the way, I should mention their, uh, ECW is pretty famous for their chance. Right. And I know that you haven't, uh, really heard any ECW shows. You've just watched with the sound down, uh, but there would be a chance where there would be clapping like, um, well, one without clapping would be like, holy shit, holy shit. Right. Or you fucked up, you fucked right. up. But then there are others and they actually do one at one point, which is she's a crack whore. <laughs> and so what I'm hoping is maybe for like a holiday greeting. Yeah. 
we could maybe organize a couple of guys and do something special for Lois. Now let's, let's go. We, what we need to do is like get a, a bunch of your friends and go caroling. That's what but I'm instead talking of singing, about. Instead of singing Christmas carols, go to doors and do ECW chants. That's what I'm talking about. But I want to do it at the Shivanto household uh-huh. and you'll know it's coming. So you can film <laughs> it for Patreon. but she won't. So we'll have her answer the door and we'll have like right. Jay-Z flair and hoop and Mark mm-hmm. Nielsen and Hancock. He's just looking for any opportunity to get himself over Matt Coon, uh, uh, do trucking.com super Dave. Right. Right. Know, we'll just get the Casio kid right dead front and center. We'll get all of them there and get them in there. The WHW shirts, you know, high spot right. fatigue, big Josh, wake up Conrad. They're here. Things like that. Right. And then when she answers the door, after she wades through all the goddamn dog hair, they will just jump right into melodious sounds of the ECW arena. She's a crack horse. You know, those chants that you're talking about, about you fucked up, you fucked up and holy shit, holy shit. They, they have stood the test of time. I mean, you still hear those at MLW shows now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, I know at my house, whenever anything, um, falls, like something falls off a table, something falls off the countertop, uh, something falls off the couch. If it makes a big noise, you know fork right. or a bowl or that's uh, a can something that makes a noise uh, i've trained every person under 18 in my house to start chanting ecw ecw as if a table just broke because that was what i was trained as a kid whenever something breaks you have to start chanting ecw just wait a minute at, at the at the at the thompson house when you were young and something would break you would chant ecw yes wow and, and even now, like I was in a wreck last year with Mrs. Thompson. Yeah. And I immediately broke out into you fucked up chant. <laughs> you are, you are more of a man than me, buddy. I couldn't do it. And on my honeymoon, I did the old Francine chant, <laughs> which is show your tits, show your tits. <laughs> and I'm married. Oh my God. Not really. I mean, I'm really married, but I didn't really do any of the chat. I know you're really married for right now. You are. I mean, here's the deal. Wow. You don't know I'm really married. It's not like you came to the goddamn wedding. Okay. Wow, man. They, they're doing some pretty good spots here. No, listen, the, the Hardy boys are, are underrated and I feel like, uh, people sort of sleep on them because they're modern, but I think when right. you look back at their history from when they started to now, what they've, what they've done and everything in between. They're going to be in that all-time great conversation just because of the amount of big moments and big matches and big angles and pay-per-views and, and they're still doing it. Oh, wow. Johnny Nitro is, uh, most recently been the impact world heavyweight champion. And here goes Jeff Hardy, who at different times has been the biggest star in the business. And he's still getting a big push now. In the WWE, for whatever reason, man, people gravitate to him. He has a big yeah. merchandise seller and he gets a big pop everywhere he goes. And you know, hit the, their, their following in North Carolina is flair. Like 
you know, because for a whole generation now, you got to think about the fact that flair has been retired from WWE anyway, for more than 10 years, we're going on 11 years. So if you're a a 25 year old wrestling fan, the Hardys are are the big deal in North Carolina. And I've seen pictures of the Hardys, uh, being at our matches years ago. Swanton bomb missed. I even know that move. How about that? I don't, you know, but it, you notice how Jeff Hardy's face paint is and, and current, uh, WWE. Yes. That's kind of freaky when he paints the, uh, the eyelids, the eyelids. Whew. You don't like that. No, it scares the fuck out of me. What if Lois painted up like that and then came to bed after you were already in bed and tried to wake you up and had the full Kabuki face paint on like that? Uh, I don't, I don't know. That might be kind of arousing. Really? Yeah. I might like that. Well, uh, I'll, I'll be sure to give Jeff a heart, a heads up next time you're coming to a show <laughs> or, or I would look at her and start clapping. You fucked up. You fucked up. With all that blue chew you're taking, I guess your answer makes sense. Which reminds me, we need to talk about blue chew. Do we? You know that, don't you? Well, I mean, I feel like we've been talking about it a lot, but you know what? I'm, I'm ready to give you the floor so you can tell everybody all about your hashtag super hard dick. Hashtag super hard dick. And a great deal that we have for our listeners of what happened when... Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first order free when you use promo code WHW. Just pay the 5 bucks shipping. That's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code WHW. And remember, what's the hashtag again, Conrad? Hashtag super hard dick. That's right. And by the way, you know, I gotta, I gotta say, I feel like that we need like an official theme song for you with BlueChew. I mean, this has really reinvigorated the Shivani household, has it not? When I think about you, think about love. How about I find, after all this time, I finally played a song you dig? Golden dreams. Golden dreams. Are, are you okay? <laughs> like you had a stroke right there. Here we go, Tony. Here we go. Hit it. Feel like bacon. Wow. You're finally playing good music on here. How about that? I actually saw them in concert last month with Cassio. Wow. How were they? Old? Oh, tremendous. I mean, they weren't as old as you ever played. <laughs> I bet you they are. I, they must have been doing that goddamn DDP yoga then. Just pay the five bucks shipping. That's B-L-U-E. Chew.com. Promo code W-H-W. Wow. Great uh, leg drop on, on each end that time. They're putting some time into this match too here, Conrad. Well, I mean, here's the deal. They don't have anything else announced. That's been poorly thought out and it's been poorly executed. It's the worst pay-per-view of all time. They're just looking to fill time. 
Yeah, and not only that, the fans here are like staring at it like, we're seeing a good match, but what what's the reasoning behind all this? What's the story? And there's none. What do you so make? Is, you've seen a lot of gear. What do you make of the M&M outfits? Uh, they're okay. They look good. I, I like the coats, the, uh, the raccoon skin coats or whatever they had coming in. Kind of like Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA old coats. They used to wear on WCW Saturday night. Raccoon skin coats. <laughs> what? That's kind of what it looked like. Didn't it look like raccoon skin coats to you? I don't know what a raccoon. There's a lot of coon hunting going on in, in, uh, in Alabama. Nobody's looking for, for Matt. Raccoon. Nobody's looking for Matt over here. Okay. No, I, I was talking about the raccoons. Oh. You go out tonight with, you go out at night with the raccoon or the coon dogs and you, you tree a coon and you get him and you get the skin and you make a coat out of it. Is you that, never heard of that? And you're from Alabama? No. Oh, come on. Yes, you have. No. <laughs> they're, going, they're going, no. Yes, you have. No. You ever heard Jerry Clower? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Knock him out, John. I have not heard knock him out, John. <laughs> okay. I've heard of Jerry Clower, but. All right. Oh my gosh. I found knock him out, John. Okay. I knew you would. I'm not going to play it. You said you don't like when I play music. <laughs> Good roll up here. One, two, and that's Scott Armstrong with a count and only got a two count that time. Two count. We had, we had one sign come up momentarily and then it went down. It's like the fan said, I'm going to put up the sign. Now, fuck it. I'm not. You blame them. It's not worth putting a sign up for. When, what, what era and what year did they start using the padded safety rail around the ring? Mm, that's a good question. I don't, I'm, I'm going to guess like, uh, strictly a guess here, but I'm going to guess 98. So it was going on back during the, uh, during the Monday night wars, right? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I wonder who came up with that idea. That's, that's pretty, uh, creative to be honest with you. It gives them their own unique look. Look at that. Well, how about this, man? Came right out of that. Look. Wow. Jeff Hardy. Boy, he can do some shit, can he? Yeah, I think 98. It may have been the end of 97, but they certainly had it in 98. You know, I've never even thought about that, but I feel like that's right. Well, look, boy, she's uh, screaming from ringside. She's got some lungs on her. Look at that. There goes Matt Hardy. Well, he certainly his look has changed through the years. You know, this, the show was what? 12 years old now. Yeah. How about that? Just shows you how time flies by. Especially when they feel like making love. <laughs> Whoa. Well, those hardy kids could do some stuff, man. That should be the finish. One, two. No, he kicked out. Whoa, she's going to have a heart attack. Bless her heart. You know, looking back on this, I'm kind of surprised that, uh, that they've kind of had the hearties go their separate ways. But, you know, uh, again, I was, uh, chatting with some of our, uh, 
our low-key big hogs and our our members on Patreon. There's a leg drop. Let's see if we get a count here. One, two. Got a two count. And they were wondering why Vince does not like tag team wrestling. And I guess that's kind of historically been through the years that he does not like tag team wrestling. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And I think part of that is, you know, according to Bruce, twice as many guys to pay just from an overhead standpoint, just the economics are, if this was two guys having a match, then you've only got to pay two guys. But if there's four, then you got to pay four guys and they don't like it when you make half as much money as if you're in a singles match. So when you have to pay them all as if they were singles performers, then you get twice the pay for the same length of a match. I get dollars and cents. I guess there's uh, some validity to that, but I, I don't know. It's a pretty practical answer though. Is it not? Yeah, it is. It's a businessman's answer. I, I got that. But excitement wise, you know, they, they've obviously had the Hardys go their separate ways, but I, man, I know this is 12 years old, but I like some of the shit they're doing, man. Yeah. This, this match ages well. Yeah, you're right. It does. It ages well. And they only had, you notice that I, I just noticed it on the, they only had a Spanish announced team for this one, along with, uh, Joey styles and, and our, our good friend, a guy we respect guy that we love Taz, who was doing the color commentary as well. Guess enough ass over there. Mm. Great shot. Wow. The girl takes a bump. How about that? In the face. Yes, sir. One, roll two. Up. Oh, wow. He kicked out. That was a hell of a kick out too. You damn right. But I'll tell you, these kids are tearing this fucking match up. They are. And yet you wouldn't support them. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't. In 2006, I was doing other things. Like what? Working for a radio stew three and a save by Matt Hardy. You were working for a root. What'd you say? <laughs> I was working for a root. <laughs> working for a radio station. I oh, was okay. busy. I heard you say I was working for a root. Doing Georgia Bulldog stuff. I was busy. <laughs> Georgia Bulldog stuff. Bunch of jackoffs. <laughs> so, hey, uh, what'd you think of that old ass beating y'all got this weekend? Wow. You are so confident. You are so confident. What do you mean? This is airing on Monday. It's already happened. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> you, you are just. I mean, what was your favorite part of the game? I like when Taglia Tua Tua Taglia Moa. Uh-huh. What did you like when he did? He busted it all up in y'all through three okay. touchdowns, three touchdowns. <laughs> you are so full of shit. I'm going to tell you this, uh, me and old Larry T, we beat the traffic. <laughs> we did. Oh, uh, there's a swan ton bomb. Wow. I get this, this is going down as the worst pay-per-view ever. And it's got a great opening match like this. You'll see, but there you go. The Hardy boys get their win and the crowd is, I mean, here's the deal. They knew what they were doing. When they put this on first. These guys are going to go out and they're going to tear it up. And they did three and a quarter stars. Good stuff. Next up though, balls, Mahoney and Matt striker. Oh, my buddy, Matt striker, my broadcast partner. Yeah. You're not going to like this. Okay. I'm not, isn't this, uh, a strikers rules match or something like that. Are you on fucking Wikipedia? 
<laughs> I was some bitch. <laughs> I love that. That's where your prep is. You're like, I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm on the Wikipedia. Well, it's out there. You might as well use it, right? It's on Wikipedia. It's got to be right. <laughs> oh, there's Wikipedia, but I'm not going to read it because that would be cheating. No, I have to know. I have to have the stuff in my head. No, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying it figures that you would, you know, hmm. well, you know, well, the, the girl took a hell of a bump here. Didn't she? Her name is Melina. Melina. Oh, kind of like the, uh, kind of like the, uh, Creedence Clearwater song. Molina, where you going to load? By the way, have you read your own Wikipedia? Uh, I don't know. I don't read that because anybody can, <laughs> anybody can edit it, but it's okay. You're probably the ones that you probably the one that edit the fuck out. Here's of. what I like. No, I wouldn't read that. You, anybody can edit it. It's bullshit. So anyway, I was reading about this pay-per-view on Wikipedia. <laughs> you didn't even see the irony on your no, why wouldn't I? Is that cheating? No, I would never read mine. It's all bullshit. Hang on. What now? Joey styles and our man Taz Taz looks sharp here. Doesn't he? By the way, what are the, what does everybody on camera have in common? Uh, they're wearing red. Nope. They're as involved in WWE today as you are. <laughs> they both got uh, Shivani. Joey walked away from the business. No, he and didn't. What's, ta no, what's Taz didn't. doing now? Taz is, uh, um, sending hate tweets. Mm. I don't know. No, he has a radio show where he talks about real sports. And I think really? he still does a wrestling podcast as well. And, wow. uh, Joey is now, I believe just full-time in sales and wrestling is firmly in the rear view mirror. Mm. Here's a ECW.com exclusive from Rob Van Dam. What's he saying here, Tony? Uh, he's talking about it. Listen, uh, I understand this may be one of the worst pay-per-views of all time, but as long as I'm getting a payout, I don't care. I'll do whatever it takes. As you can see, half my teeth and the side of my head are gone. And that's because of all the shit I did back in the nineties in ECW, but I'm still Rob fucking Van Dam. And the fact is this may be Augusta, Georgia. This may not be Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but I'm here, Rob Van Dam to win the title. He's part of the going, he's part of the tie. Here comes Matt Stryker. Well, I'm excited about this. Well, that makes one of us. What do you think about this? Look underwear and a sweater vest. That's rather odd. Do you know his gimmick? I don't know his gimmick. What was his gimmick? Well, at this point in real life, he was getting opportunities with WWE's a longtime independent worker, huge passion for the business. As you know, all around great guy, right? But in order to get these opportunities with WWE, he had to go when there were opportunities available. What days are they typically doing television? Mondays. He was a full-time school teacher. Okay. So he would call out sick, take a sick day not go to school and instead go wrestle on TV at night. Eventually that shit came to an end. I bet it caught up with him and they found out like, Hey, wait a minute. It was almost like Ferris Bueller's day off when he goes to the Cubs game and he lost the gig. So then they decided, well, let's turn it into a gimmick. And here he is. So his gimmick here is a school teacher. His gimmick is that he's, uh, 
an intellectual of sorts and he's just better than, and he's out here calling out someone by the name of balls Mahoney. You know, he's just being, uh, I'm better than you. I mean, look, he's wearing a sweater vest. He's wearing a pink sweater vest. If that's not heat for an ECW crowd, I don't know what will. Not only that, uh, can I, uh, can I mention this about, uh, what I've noticed about Matt? And I hate to say that I've noticed this, but I've noticed this. I, I don't think he has a jock strap on. What are you saying? Well, wait till you see a wide shot here. I, I don't know what you mean. Oh, wait now. I'll, are you, I'll, are you, are you, are you hog watching right now? Well, I just, uh, I, I feel, just, I feel like you're hog watching. No, <laughs> I'm not a hog watching. It just kind of caught my eye. I wasn't watching for it, but it just kind of Matt, Matt's not wearing a jock, jock strap. Okay. He's not, he's not wearing a jock strap and he should be, he must've forgotten it. I know Matt, he's a classy guy. He would have forgotten it. Uh, you, I'm not hog watching. No, you, you don't, don't. Don't go putting words in my mouth here, but you just said, I'm just saying when, 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 when someone is, when someone forgets their jock strap, it's kind of like a, a female forgetting to wear a bra. You can see sometimes things you don't, you shouldn't see. You see, so you're hog watching. No, I'm not say again, you're putting words in my mouth. I don't, I don't think I am. Okay. Yeah, I do. So here comes balls Mahoney. Yep. And balls Mahoney is an ECW original. Uh, and at this point he's, um, he's lost some teeth to drug use ever. And, uh, he's probably suffered more than his fair share of concussions. He grew up as, um, a friend of Chris Candido's. From the New Jersey area, they both had stints in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and very briefly, Balls was here in the company in the mid '90s as a Santa Claus, like an evil Santa Claus character. And then he'd go on to be a singles act, and then a tag team champion uh, in ECW with uh, Axel Rotten. Mm. And Matt Stryker has a picture of himself on his ass, which we know is something that you do as well. Mm. Have you seen this much of Matt Stryker before? Never. No. <laughs> they, got, they had the camera right up in there, didn't they? Stop it. Yeah. Uh, back in, back in the original ECW, they did that with Francine, but here they're doing it with Matt Stryker. Cause that's yeah. Vince McMahon laughing in the background. I bet he was I'm sure he's in the truck. Give me more ass. Get in there. The strikers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get it tight, Kevin Dunn. Show me the asshole. I want to count the hairs. We're in HD. God damn it. This is what HD is for. <laughs> Matt Stryker needs a jock strap. Stop this match right now. He needs a jock strap. Um, Brian Alvarez would write, What the hell? Looks like we get some sort of bonus match here or something. No one else seemed as excited as I am. The gimmick is the striker has a new pair of tights with his own head on the ass. This meant they kept giving us close-ups. Unacceptable. 
who comes up with these ideas and think that the target audience will be entertained by them. Crowd was dead silent. Like this show was taking place in a crypt. Stryker had done a promo saying this would be an extreme rules match. The rules he said would be extremely enforced. Dudes in the background were walking out. Swear to God. This was like the highest profile sabotage I've ever seen. I can't believe I'm saying this, but where the fuck is 911 when we need him? Where is New Jack? Balls then just won. He did a sidewalk slam and was the victor. Balls looked like Vader in his prime compared to Striker. This sucked a cock. Duh. Whoa. That's actually written in the figure four weekly issue. This sucked a cock. Holy shit. You know, it's something though, kind of rings true there. Sabotage. He used the word sabotage, didn't he? Yep. Is that, where is that in your all time favorite beastie boy songs? <laughs> well, it's, uh, no sleep till Brooklyn's my favorite. Really? Yes. Didn't expect you to have an answer there. Learn something yeah, new. No every sleep, I like no sleep till Brooklyn. I like, uh, she's, uh, what's that one? Uh, I don't know. Intergalactic. Oh, you probably like, um, you got to fight for your right to party. Yeah. You got it. And, uh, brass monkey. Oh, brass monkey's the jam. I didn't think you would know that one. And there's one called she's sketchy or was that, uh, listen to you. (laughs) She's crap. I really thought they were were pretty cool. So now, uh, Alvarez says they're walking out here. Yep. There's somebody in his coat right there. Said, I've had enough of this. I'm leaving. I've got to hit the, all the high, sp- I've got to hit all the hot spots in, uh, he's going to the Applebee's in Augusta. Yeah. All the hot spots in Augusta, Georgia. What's your favorite? Uh, I mean, I, serious business. You like that, uh, Applebee's on Windsor spring road over there in Augusta. No. I've only like been to Applebee's once within the last 10 years. I was being a smart ass. Nobody likes Applebee's. <laughs> Seriously. I know who likes Applebee's. Fuck you. You do not know one person. I know who, who does Applebee's. though. Who? Elix Skipper does. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> He'll get you a free appetizer. Just- oh man. I forgot. Listen, this is a perfectly good time to talk about this. Can I tell you one of the highlights of WrestleCade? What? Marty Janetti. He's at the bar. Yeah. Uh, hanging out. And he comes over to Mrs. Thompson and asks if he can take his picture with her. Okay. It is the most brilliant gimmick that I've seen a wrestler do. All right. What you do if you're a former famous wrestler at a wrestling convention where there are other wrestling fans around as you find attractive women. And instead of waiting for them to come ask you for a picture, you go ask them if you can take a picture with them. And that gives them an opportunity to chat you up and just gauge your interest. That's pretty smart. I was like, damn. Marty Janetti, man, he may not have figured out how to stick around WWE, but he knows how to close a deal or two. So, <laughs> so if you're one of the boys and you're listening, take one from old Marty Janetti. The gimmick is you go offer, or you go ask them 
if you can take a picture instead of waiting for them to come over and ask. You're right, buddy. This match really is bad. No, no, no. I didn't say it was Brian Alvarez did. He specifically said this sucked a cock. <laughs> he wrote that in his newsletter. Wow. Ma- he mailed- was, he must've been really in a pissed off mood to write that mailed it out to people. Mm. Sucked a cock. Yep. The seats are empty in here. Everybody. Look, they're leaving. See him standing up. He was right. Or they just could have, they had, I mean, maybe they had like their 12th beer or something by the second match. And no, this is time to go get a beer. hundred percent time to go get a beer. Absolutely. So one of your other old friends there in, um, Russell Cade at the bar. And who was that? Ernest, the cat Miller. Wow. How's he doing? Okay. He could not say enough nice things about you. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. He was great. Came over and said, somebody told me you do a show with Eric Bischoff. I just want to come introduce myself. So <laughs> he started talking and then he said, who else, you know, in the business. So well, I do a show with Bruce Pritchard and, and he started shaking his head. No, like fuck him and Tony Shivani. He said, yeah, yeah. I love Shivani. I was like, <laughs> that's awesome. Then we had a few minute conversation about how, uh, you and Eric Bischoff both got a bad rap. Hmm. God bless him. Do you think Matt Stryker needs a jock strap here? This is a bother me. Man, it's kind of like, it's just, I'm going to be honest. I I've not made it my business to go looking at. Well, I, you know, me neither, but it's, it's kind of like a flashing red light here. It really? keeps drawing your eye to it. You know, is your mouth watering a little? <laughs> no, it's no, no, no. Ephraim, no, if you're listening, you, you, you have a chance. No, you are, uh, you're mixing me up with a guy named Ephraim. No, he's, he's, he's already told me he's got plans. He's going to flip. But, that's it. Balls wins it. So what you're saying is balls beat a guy who needed a jock strap in a match that sucked a cock. <laughs> That's about sizes it up. Sponsored by Blue Chew. <laughs> oh, and by the way, here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code WHW. Just pay $5 shipping. How much? That's B L U E chew.com, promo code WHW. Really? Yes. Hell of a deal, right? Get it shipped right to your house. Hell of a deal. And they're seeing Punk warming up in the background. Yes, sir, of course, man. we've he got was, the, uh, uh, we got the underside of the bleachers lit randomly. <laughs> this is the same building. You know what? Uh, one of the famous things that happened in this building. Look there. There's Sabu laid out unresponsive. Turns out, uh, this locker room, a lot like the old original arena locker room. And Paul Heyman going crazy. Wow. At first, I thought it was Kiwi. Coming up next, we've got uh, Elijah Burke 
and Sylvester Turkey taking on the FBI. Whoa. I have no idea who those guys are. Elijah Burke. And who's the other one? Sylvester Turkey. Okay. So Sabu is unresponsive. He's supposed to be in the elimination chamber, arguably one of the, uh, more over ECW originals. And here comes Sylvester and Elijah Burke. Elijah Burke would go on to be an impact and be the Pope. The Pope, the Pope. He listens to the show. Turkey is a pretty big guy, man. Yep. They're here at a uh, combined weight of 548 pounds. Wow. They're got gonna, a pretty good look. They're going to be taking on the full blooded Italians. <laughs> is this Tommy rich? No, <laughs> it's not. Sadly, they didn't bring him in for this. They didn't bring him in for that. Okay, so I, I agree. All right, so in, in matches now, we are one for one. One good match, one shitty match. And you say it's going to go downhill from here. Uh, this next match uh, is only going to get half a star. Whoa. And the uh, write-up would include here in Augusta, Georgia, they beat on Guido, then Mama Luke made the wackiest hot tag in history. He's so skinny and so unassuming, and Burke had to sell for him. Turkey didn't even bother. This show was wretched. Half a star. So now let's see. Alvarez has used wretched and sucked, and sucked a, a cock. cock. Wow, he was uh he was in a very surly mood that night. They keep holding up the kendo sticks in the background. What do they, they want them to use that? Are they like, come on, use kendo sticks. This is ECW. Is that the deal? I guess And here, here they come. Uh, I think you're going to really be a, a fan of their, uh, check her out. Holy shit. What do you think? I mean, all, yeah, of, I... Su- all of a sudden you don't need blue chew anymore. No, you don't. So does Who's she, this girl? does she need a jock strap? <laughs> no, but that's uh Tony. What's his name from uh, WCW? Tony mama, Luke, Tony mama, Luke. And that's little Guido, little Guido. And we have a shirt that sort of spoofs that shirt where instead of saying FBI on the front, it's identical colors and right. fonts, but instead of saying FBI on the front, it says WHW. And then on the back, instead of saying, forget about it or whatever, it says, somebody say something about lasagna. (laughs) So what's the girl's name here? Trinity. Dances are uh, two for 40. Mm. What are you laughing about? He just throw this shit out. Oh God. Here's a match. I got a half a star. By the way, Paul Heyman allegedly was a big proponent of little Guido here. His nickname was the Sicilian shooter. He always had like boats for shoes. 
to me, his feet were abnormally large for the rest of him. He should have been, it's like a, it's like that old, uh, a nineties rap song. I wish I was a little bit taller. Well, you know what they say about big feet, don't you? Big shoes. Yeah. Big shoes. He took the hat away and here goes Tony Marinero. That's actually Tony Mama Luke. Tony Mama Luke. Who would, I, I guess he would, uh, he was with us at the very end. Yeah. You guys were doing some crazy stuff with him and mm-hmm. he, of and the course, disco inferno and that crazy shit. He was taking some crazy bumps in ECW and then he took some crazy bumps for you guys. And now he's going to take some less than crazy bumps here. Well, I don't, I don't know what's making this so far. I, I, I don't see what's making this a half star match. Because the action's pretty fast here. Here comes a big guy, man. Take a look at this fella. Holy shit. So is he still in the business? Uh, Sylvester? Yeah. No, I don't believe so. Because he's big guy. He's got the look. Although he could be in uh, the next MLW Battle Royal for all I know. You never know who they're going to bring out. Oh, you know, by the way, we're going to have on December 14th, a live MLW show on BN sports live. When is that again? That I believe is on the 14th. That's the Friday before you and I have our Nashville show. Oh, wow. So when you're saying the 14th, you mean like next weekend, right? December 14th. Wow. I got to check that out. I'll be, uh, that's when I'm coming home from Europa. Mm-hmm. I'll be, able to it's gonna be it live. Um, well don't fuck up if you can help <laughs> it. And if you can try not to ask striker about his dong meat. Yeah. It might be a little rich bikini. Uh, uh, well you won't be talking about dong meat then for sure. Yeah. But I, I won't ask him about that, but, uh, I'll, I'll guarantee I won't fuck up. Guarantee it. Well, you just jinxed the shit out of yourself. Just so you know, <laughs> No, because on these MLW shows, I, I do a lot of, I depend a lot on my partner you oh. see, to carry the show. Oh, <laughs> I do <laughs> one, two, and got a two count. Well, I, can I say, I, I, look, Conrad, I've seen worse matches than this. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't get how, why he, I just don't get it. Well, it's a pay-per-view, Tony. Well, I know. These guys are not big stars, Tony. Well, okay. And and I get that. I get they're not big stars, but I but uh, they're in there busting their ass, they're working hard. And so uh, there there should be there should be some stars, there should be some rating point, there should be some Something to say, you know, these guys are busting their ass. Let's give them more than a half a star for crying out loud. Wouldn't you agree with that? No. How about him selling that kick, man? That's pretty good. Where are you on a fur jacket, a fur coat? I like the raccoon. 
Well, I heard you say that earlier, and I just wanted to circle back. Like, do you own a fur coat? And if so, can we get you cutting a promo in a fur coat like Dusty Rhodes in 1985? I do not own a fur coat. Well, I mean, can we get that to happen? I mean, can we make it happen? No, because uh, then you have people picket our, you know, PETA people would picket our podcast. and It doesn't have to be a real fur coat. I'm not suggesting you go spend comma money. By the way, I'm trying to get that over. <laughs> uh, speaking of fur coats, I had somebody at WrestleCade say, no matter what, I would never, ever do such and such. And I said, what if the check had two commas in it? And what was the retort then? They were all in. Yeah, I know. Ah, great dropkick kid. Tony Mama Luca and little Guido working over Elijah Burke. <laughs> How fun is that? To me, Sylvester always looked like, uh, the heel from that one Superman movie. Superman two. Okay. Yep. The big guy that, that didn't talk. They all sort of, um, run together for me, but I know that you would be able to keep them straight. Yep, I know him. Have we talked about Stan Lee passing away here on the show? Uh, no, we have not, but uh, it, it's worth mentioning. 95 years old and... Uh, well, you're a big comic great, book guy. I mean, your whole room is decorated in comic book stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest uh, grandfathers or fathers, if you will, there's one, two, three of pop culture. That's it. It's over. And I guess the good news is here. It didn't last long, right? And, and look at this, just piling on here. This, by the way, at the time was, uh, Samoa Joe's finishing maneuver in TNA. It's called the muscle buster. And believe it or not, a few years ago, that's the move that Joe applied to Natty Neidhart's husband. TJ Wilson, Tyson kid, and it broke his neck and ended mm. his wrestling career. Wow. But I can see why it's a fucking scary ass move, man. What does everybody in the ring have in common with Tony Schiavone? I don't know. What's the answer? None of them are involved in the WWE. <laughs> Here's the muscle buster again, right? Wow. Guido. Mama Luke, Turkey, Burke, the referee, all gone. All the fans, all gone. Never to come to a WWE event again. Can't say I blame them. If this was my exposure to, to wrestling, I might say, nah, I'm good. Sabu is being loaded into the truck. Now. Is he being loaded in and how about punk checking on it too? Is he being loaded up because he was attacked or because he ate some bad Applebee's? Yes. He ate a bad appetizer at Applebee's. The salsa and the salsa and chips was bad. The mozzarella, the fried mm -hmm. mozzarella had gone bad. Okay. I know Robbie Van Dam and that's uh okay. Here we go. That was, um, CM Punk. He's a wrestler. CM Punk. So here's your boy, a listener to the show, in fact, Davari, and a man who 
undoubtedly does not listen to the show. Great Kali. You may, you probably remember him from the movie, the longest yard that they remade with Adam Sandler. You probably saw right. that. Well, he was in that. And I, I think Vince McMahon said, God damn, get me that giant. And here we are. He's basically the, the, the elegante of the day. He's pretty impressive. Not for much longer. Wow. Wasn't he a, a difficult guy to work with? Have you heard those stories? Um, I know he doesn't speak good English and obviously he has real mobility problems, which I get, you know, when you're that yeah. size, your legs don't maybe work like you want them to. He sort of has like a Frankenstein walk about him. Right. Tommy dreamer here is going to be the opponent and the ring announcer, Justin Roberts, big friend of the show. So Davari, Tommy dreamer, and, uh, Justin Roberts, all good friends of the show. Great Kylie though. He would probably, uh, never know who you were. <laughs> well, there you go. And here comes the hardcore legend himself, man. You've uh, spent some time with Tommy. Oh yeah. Yes, I have. I have a lot of respect for him. I had a lot of respect for him even before I met him, but man, I bet you had even more respect after you saw him give Van Dam a pile driver and Van Dam go three feet in the air. Yes. And I had even more respect for him when I saw Beulah walk out with him. Like on our last ECW show. Oh, I recall. I asked her Mickey J the referee. How about Mickey still out there plugging away? You a big Mickey fan. Mickey was a good kid. Smoked about two packs of cigarettes a day, but he was a good kid. Somebody say something about two packs a day. Somebody say something about lung cancer. Oh God. That's going to be up huh? there with our, you can't fake hepatitis t-shirt. <laughs> oh no. Somebody say something about emphysema. There you go. Emphysema. Get that big Kali down. Now that is Kali, not Kali like a dog, right? Yep. Kali. Cause when I was younger, we had a big collie name was laddie. Just want to make sure that wasn't, whoa, look at that. Dreamer had a good look about it. I mean, he still does. I mean, just a serious look coming to the ring and hell of a pro man. Of course, you can hear Tommy on uh, Busted Open at times. He and, I guess, uh, LaGreca. LaGreca. And who else is on there with him? Isn't uh, Bully Ray Bubba usually? Ray? Yeah. Who we've covered before is just oh. one of the best heels ever. One of the best heels ever. There's no question about that. Man, you know, you're right. The fans are not into this shit. Because at it's all. not what we want, man. I'm, I, I'm them, I am us. This sucks a dick. You want 
classic ECW shit, right? Let Tommy Dreamer get in there and do hardcore wrestling. Don't let him right. have a match with Davari. I want him with a hardcore guy. Davari, phenomenal wrestler, very entertaining, great guy. I think highly of him. But this is not what we want. We want to see Tommy Dreamer in there with a Sabu or a Sandman or a Rob Van Dam and let's get some tables, ladders, and chairs. And let's let Davari go do a more fast paced, high flying blah blah blah. I don't care what you say, and I agree with that word sabotage. This was Vince sabotaging ECW. This is all this was. This was a billionaire playing games. Um, your boy, Alvarez, would write, this is like an ECW house show in a city that never got ECW. No one cared. ECW is dead. A quarter star for this one. Yeah. And that's exactly what Vince wanted. He destroyed WCW, even though he bought it. And he destroyed ECW. It's exactly what he wanted. He wins the war. You can't really, fool you, me, motherfucker. I know what's going on. Why do you have such a hard on for Vince McMahon? I don't have a hard on for him, but I, I, I just, I can, I can tell you it's pretty, uh, it's very obvious. Did know. Alvarez write that it was apparent that Vince wanted to destroy ECW? No, he said it was dead. Well, there you go. Did they just throw the match out? No, they're trying to throw out the great Kali. Trying to make him leave ringside. Okay. So I, I take it. This show's not going to get any better. Hey, let's take a look at this replay. Once again, there's the Kali. Oh, and that's the reason. They're throwing the, the great Collie out. I like the way you're calling him Collie. Mm. The great Collie. The great Collie. It sounds like, like a subtitle for Lassie. <laughs> what do you want? Great Collie. What do you say? What, what Sabu's in a, in an ambulance in the back. Okay. Is that what he's saying? Yes. That's what he means. He's barking. Okay. Lassie. Okay. All right. Where's Paul E Lassie? Oh, you mean they're firing him in the back? Okay. All right. Thanks Lassie. Good job on that. Thank you. That's Timmy talking to now we got know, Timmy it. could always translate for Lassie. We got it. Okay. We understand. Did you ever watch Lassie when you, no, no, you I did. Yeah, of course I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Why would I, why would I make that up? Well, I don't, why well, don't know you make up all kinds of shit on this show. No, you might I, don't. Well make that I tell up. the truth every week here on the show. I want to mention too, uh, man, you've never talked about this, but you know, we're watching, well, you know, um, the rifleman, I mean, you've never talked about that. I feel like that would have been like your favorite Western, the rifleman. Yeah. W why would you bring up the rifleman? Cause my dad wanted me to. <laughs> I was, I was talking to dad about how cool you were and how you guys should be friends because at your advanced age, you don't have any friends. And at his advanced age and my ornery mother, he doesn't have any friends. And I thought, man, I need to hook these guys up. They could be friends. He said, son, we ain't got nothing in common. He watched his damn baseball and wrestling. And I said, well, he loves the rifleman and dad perked up and says, really? I was like, yeah, you guys could get together, watch some old rifleman. Talk about how you got lead in your pencil, but nobody to write to. 
he was in. So I, I set you up like a, a date with my dad. And, and we're going to what? We're going to watch the rifleman. You guys are going to have your first date on Sunday, December 16th. Mark your calendar in Nashville. It's his birthday. So bring him something nice. It should probably be a box set of the rifleman. Does he like, uh, have gun will travel or does he like, uh, gun smoke? He loves gun smoke. He loves Bonanza. Yeah. Bonanza is good too. I like that. How about the Virginian? That was a great one. No, nah, he thinks people from Virginia are assholes. No, that no, they, they he wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't about, well, it was about a guy from Virginia. He probably thinks that guy's an asshole. No, that was a great, that was a great Western. The Virginian. Mm. Does he like old, uh, John Wayne movies? Yes. Yeah. So y'all, y'all are going to get along great. And then you, you could just let your wives fuss with each other, you know, give y'all a break. Y'all could just watch Rifleman. Yeah. yeah. Fuss with each other. Don't fuss at us type thing. Right. Well, that's my thinking. Yeah. Hey, I'm all about that, man. I'm all about that. Yeah. I, I, I can see why you uh, ECW aficionados. Look at the crowd, uh, dude. They hate it. Yeah. And that not only that, the, the, the back, the, uh, the entrance way is so fucking busy. I mean, it's flickering and twirling and it's, I, I guess they still do that. I don't know, but every time they take that wide shot where they have the entrance way in it, it, it it's almost annoying. Now the fans are standing up. They want to see Tommy do something here, right? Right. And that's what he gives them. Come on, Tommy, give us a table, man. Give us a kendo stick. Oh, and they fucked him over. You know, it's funny. You you think about it. They had in the entrance of this, uh, the opening, the graphics package of this match, Conrad, they even had, see how busy that is things twirling and all that shit. Uh, but anyway, uh, they had the graphics package. They had uh, a baseball bat covered in uh, barbed wire and everything. And none of and that you have is none of that in this here. match, right? That's right. Yeah. Showing a razor blade. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just, oh my God. Kali's got Tommy Dreamer. Oh, fuck. Was that supposed to break, break away? Holy shit. Tommy dreamer would take any kind of crazy bump. That's a pretty fucking stiff bump. Yeah. No shit. Right. They're going to show that again. Watch this. It looks like it should have broken away right there. Holy my God. Right on the steel dude. He remembers that one. I'm sure. I'm sure he does too. And I, I know I'm going to see Tommy, uh, later this month. You should call him and ask him. Yeah. Say Tommy, man. How about the bump that the great collie gave you? They're going to show it a third time. Here you go. Fuck. That's bad, dude. Aren't you glad when you see something like that, that you're, you were just an announcer. Yeah. 
I know. Taking those fucking bumps. We had um, Kane as a guest on the most recent live something to wrestle at WrestleCade, and he was telling a story about the Inferno match where he wrestled the Undertaker, and there was actual fire surrounding the ring. And they were supposed to practice it the day before, but his transportation got fucked up. So he didn't get to practice it. And the stunt guy that he met the morning of the show asked what day next week they were doing it. Cause it takes a week to set up a stunt like this. And he says, well, we're doing it in like seven hours. And, um, they freaked out and showed him how to light his own arm on fire. And when he started to move his arm, they started yelling at him saying, no, 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 you're going to hurt yourself. It's going to, you're going to inhale all the fumes and die. So as he's figuring out how to do this and then live actually doing it and accidentally putting the wrong arm in there for a minute, and he still has a scar and then setting his arm on fire. I asked, did you ever wish secretly right then that you were still the evil dentist? Because he wouldn't have had any of this shit to do. Wow. And here we go. So Paul Heyman, you got to understand hardcore, you know, my biggest attraction, the guy that I helped build ECW on his back as he sacrificed his body through table after table and became a tape trading sensation that couldn't be wrangled by Vince McMahon or Eric Bischoff. He's out. He's unresponsive in the back. Not unlike what happened in the mid nineties, but now this is my last pay-per-view. You see, if I can't deliver a big main event, they're going to fucking fire me. But secretly, I don't want to fucking be here anymore. I've had enough of Stephanie. And you are going to be the magic bullet to kill this entire show. Because fans from around the world have paid to see the franchise of ECW. And I want you to kill ECW. Are you in? I could kill it, baby. You got it. I'll kill it. It's fucking dead. That's Kelsey's nuts. Speaking of dead, here's Cat. Here's Taz and Joey Styles. By the way, I want to mention that uh, a couple of weeks ago in Joey Janela's pay-per-view, uh, he had Hardcore Holly make his return to pay-per-view and take on uh, an indie worker who's getting some buzz. And Hardcore got on the mic. He's 55, still looks in great shape, but much smaller. And he got on the mic and said, hey, guys, I try to keep in shape, but uh, I'm off the gas. Uh, every time you saw me on TV, I was on the gas and so was everybody else on TV. And if they weren't, or if they say they weren't, they're lying. I don't know why. But I just thought that was tremendous that he's just hey, coming out right now. Kelly Kelly. She is an exhibitionist and her gimmick here. I believe she's like 19 or 20 years old is that she really likes to get in front of big crowds and take her clothes off. That was her gimmick. Yep. Is she and this is Mike Knox. He is her jealous boyfriend. And in real life, he is a great guy. He's a realtor down in Florida. Now friend of the show listener. Now here's Kelly Kelly. going to figure out how to take some clothes off or whatever. And Justin Roberts is a little uncomfortable with that. Wow. And she was like only 19 or 20 here. Yeah. She's a Ute. Good God. And she just says, I just want to wish CM Punk good luck in the Elimination Chamber match. And of course, Mike Knox is like, what the hell's up with that? I thought you were my girlfriend. What are you doing? You're supposed to be helping me get some listings in Florida. <laughs> and as if that's not enough, here comes a goddamn vampire. This is Ariel. That's her name, which is what I know you're going to want to know. And 
Kevin Thorne. And Kevin Thorne is a vampire. Nope. I imagine that not an ECW original, but something WWE thought the fans of sci-fi would enjoy. Mm. All the Darth are, are the, uh, the goth fans, right? Would enjoy shit like this. Chat me up. Mm. Seen a lot of women so far today. We had Melina and we had Trinity. Yeah. And now we've got Ariel and Kelly Kelly. Uh, in the original ECW, you were obsessed with Francine. Who's your WWE ECW favorite so far? Uh, Trinity. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. I think that's just based on, uh, the amount of skin she showed. Is that fair to yeah, say? Yeah, I think so too. Now, now, uh, Ariel just hung upside down like a bat. That's and right. They're sucking on each other's neck. That's right. She, she grabbed his joint. Yep. Now mm-hmm. she's wrapping her legs. Holy shit. She's a vampire, bro. You, you're interested in vampire stuff now? No. Okay. No, this is kind of over the top creepy. Oh, you don't like it? No. But she wants to suck your uh, blood. No, she does not. What? She wants to suck your, uh, you had to put that, uh, in there. Wants to suck your, uh, blood. blood. That's what vampires do, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's what they allegedly do. I think I have that's what they right. do in the movies. Well, I mean, that's what her character is. This is right. her character. It's not real life. No, it's just creepy. I don't know why. And of I course, mean. as you can see, the fans are really into it. You've seen some ECW shows, you know, the Shane Douglases, the Sandmans, the Sabus, the Rob Van Dams, the Taz. And now we got Kevin Thorne and Mike Knox and I'm not shitting. These are, these are good wrestlers and they have their spot in the business and, you know, on a house show or on raw or on SmackDown or on TNA or pretty much anywhere, but ECW, I think they would be well received, but for whatever reason, the ECW audience here. Not into it. Doesn't want it. Well, 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 look how many in the ECW arena, which was a bingo hall, right? I mean, Bruce has made that known very well. And it was a very small crowd, right? About a thousand people. Maybe what here? Oh, you mean at the arena at the arena? Yeah. They were around 1100. Okay. 1100. And those fans were tightly tight pushed in there. They were into everything. The fans were a part of it. It was an experience. The entrances and the fans going crazy and the fans chanting like you've talked about before. And now they move it to this bigger. I'm sorry. What was I talking about? Anyway, they, they move it to this big arena here and our bigger arena. And it just doesn't work. ECW works in the ECW arena. Does that make any sense to you? Well, it worked in other arenas too, but yeah, I understand your point. They, it, it worked in the smaller arenas when the fans were jacked up and the fans were foaming at the mouth. The fans were crazy and the violence and everything. And, you know, you can punch him in the side of the head all he wants to right now, but it's not ECW-esque. It's just not. It's not the atmosphere that ECW created. And it's got this dancing shit in the entranceway. Look at that. Stop. Stop. Stop it with that stuff. So it doesn't even look ECW ish. They no. can put ECW all they want in there, but it's not. And that's a good move right there. They've done some pretty good things here. 
And she is just, this, this girl, Ariel is just fucking nuts. She uh, looks like she's trying to be a sister sensational queen. Sherry. The write-up would be, I am not making this up two heels. No one gives a shit about versus two heels. No one gives a shit about the most horrible action ever seen in Georgia occurred. Then the girls tagged in the crowd finally got into it. And Taz said, say a prayer. God has forsaken this show. Crowd was only into Ariel shaking her ass. And that's what she's done. A lot of that. Wow. They just do not want to. The end of this match though, is going to be something you enjoy. Okay, good. Little tease. Ah, got it. So it has to do with the females in this match, right? It doesn't. Nope. All right. Oh, put on the rope and the match continues. I'm sure you're excited about that. So I guess there's like one, one more match to go in this thing. And that's the elimination chamber match. Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. I'm just. Hmm. Rip his freaking head off is what the sign says. And then he put it down, realizing that it's maybe ECW, but nobody's going to rip anybody's head off here tonight. So what's better? This one or Starcade 83? Well, this one's only two hours and 14 minutes and it doesn't have 43 backstage interviews. <laughs> so got that going for us. I got, I've got to say after we look at this, I got to say after we did the, the Starcade 83 and I have to admit the dog collar match was fucking f- tremendous. Even better than I imagined. Here we go. And the fans finally stand up. Well, cause they, they think, yeah, oh, let's check it out, man. It's all dudes and they're all ready. Oh. <laughs> I need you to do commentary on this. You want me to? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, it's got Kelly by the hair and the vampire gets behind her. She mounts her and she's pulling back on the hair right now, Conrad. And, oh. She pulls back on the hair again, and now she slings her to the, to the mat and, and stomps her, and she's grabbing towards the boobies here, and she looks like she's going to sink something deep into Oh, right cross. Another right cross. Oh, my God, another right cross. Someone get out the wooden stake and drive it through her heart. Oh, look at this bitch. Oh, my God. She, oh, oh, look at this. Holy shit. How about that shot, Conrad? Did you notice that shot, Conrad? Give me that camera shot again, please. Oh, well, there you go. Thank you very much. I was just looking at the camera shots. Conrad, did you see the camera shot there? I Look did. at that. I did. Oh my God. You excited. I want to see her just, I want to see her sink her fangs into her. See her sink her what now? <laughs> fangs into oh. her. Okay. I mean, if you're a vampire, right? Wouldn't that be your, one yeah. of your main weapons? Yeah. She's just trying to suck your uh, blood. Sign to suck your blood. Absolutely. And. 
Uh, oh, come on, Kelly. Go. Yeah, the vampire is relentless. She's beating her like the sun's getting ready to rise. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I would think that female wrestling has come a long way since this match. (laughs) I think that's fair to say. (laughs) Please, I don't want to be in here with this vampire anymore. Fuck it. Neither do I. I'm going home. I don't want to be with this vampire anymore. She's going to bite me. Fuck you. I'm going home. Oh, so he left her. So is, is Ariel still in the business? Uh, that's a great question. I don't believe so, but let's see. Hmm. Shelly Martinez is the other name that she worked under. Oh, she still makes appearances. Let me see. Nope. Yikes. She, she retired in May of last year. Wow. How about that cover? Well, hang in there. Okay. I think you're going to be pleased with what's about to happen. Okay. Watch the crowd reaction because they're going to start playing some music. And when they do, the crowd's going to have a response. They're not done. The crowd is into it. And you see people flailing around the uh, Singapore canes and there he is. Wow. Sandman is here to save the show and put a stop to this vampire horse shit. Coming down like Roman Reigns in the shield back in the day, right through the crowd. Wonder if he's got anything in his pocket. You know, he does get a little bit of taste of ECW here. Chugging the beer, <laughs> smashes go, it over his head. He's ready to go. Sandman thinned out a little bit from his 1990 days. And the vampire swings his cane. And now check this out, dude. Watch these cane shots from Sandman. Swung for the fences, nailed Kevin Thorne in the top of the head, all over his arms. Wow, this is the most ECW thing about the whole show, isn't it? Or shall I say this is the only ECW thing about the whole show? It would be written instead Sandman, uh, the crowd starts chanting CM Punk instead Sandman's music plays and two dudes in the front row gave each other a high five and started waving their Sandman inflatable canes, but you can pur- purchase exclusively at wbshot.com. You think I'm making that up crowd was into it and into him. Like he was a superstar. He destroyed the vampire with the hardest cane shots you ever saw. And the place was going nuts with ECW chance. And that would be the only ECW they would get. Fuck. Yeah. Is what he just said. Now let's take a look at the replay again. Boom. 
Yikes. Uh, when I was at the ECW arena for an autograph signing, I think a year ago, year and a half ago, he was there, and he he's lost a lot of weight. James Brown Arena. Ow! I feel good. Na 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 na. But not about the show. Na 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 na. I feel good. Na 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 na. But not about the show. Nah. Hello, who's this? This is your backstage interviewer. That's Bobby Lashley. I know that's Bobby Lashley. Who's the girl? Her name's Rebecca. What's my mom's name? Rebecca. Oh, mama Shivani. She could gum one. <laughs> uh, we're building up to the main event, the elimination chamber. Wow. And, uh, of course, big show is here in ECW. He is your champion. In fact. I guess we should tell everybody that that's what's coming up next. But first, we're going to see a Paul Heyman promo. Mm -hmm. So now in this uh, elimination chamber match, it was supposed to be Sabu, Lashley, Big Show, CM Punk. Four of them? No. Test is in it. Test that's five. Did you say punk and Rob Van Dam? No, I did not. Okay. I said punk, but not Rob Van Dam. That's six. There you go. And then Holly replaced Sabu, right? Is that that's right. Okay. So six in the elimination chamber match. And didn't you tell me the elimination chamber was an Eric Bischoff idea? No, in storyline. It was not in real in life. Storyline. It was. Yeah. In storyline. He created it in real life. He didn't give a shit. He showed up and read a script and went home. Okay. As you this would say, is, uh, first, nah, nah, the, nah, the only, nah, nah, nah. this is the only backstage backstage. She was, she was pretty. She was a pretty girl. Wasn't she? You think? Yeah. I'm being a smart ass. Of course she is. Of course, we've seen the guys with the, uh, the riot squad hats on before in ECW. Okay. Can I ask you this? Uh, yeah. Sandman gigged himself with the, with the can. Is there any more gigging going on in this thing? Could be blood in this final match. Well, I mean, it's an elimination chamber and it's the main event of an ECW pay-per-view. What say you? Well, I say, uh, on the surface, I would say yes, but knowing how they're doing their best to completely fuck up this promotion, which they succeeded in doing, I would say, no. well, there's blood there. I would say no. Stay tuned. Okay. Pretty good package. Selling the violence of it. One thing you got to say for them, I, I mean, they, even here, they think about this. The last, the last podcast we did was Starcade 83. Okay. And think about the, uh, the graphics in that compared to this. <laughs> yeah. 
It's uh, it's wow. come a long way since the old eighth grade science project. Yes, they have. Yeah, the elimination chambers look it's kind of changed a great deal as well. The look of it and everything. All right, come on enough. Let's go. Let's let's get to fighting here. Were they doing a package for every person in here? Yes, they've got to show you, you know, what everybody's motivation is, why they're here. You got to appreciate this is supposed to be a three hour pay-per-view. They got one match left. And right now we're an hour and a half in you, you, you picking up what I'm putting down. You some bitch. Yeah. I, 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 apparently during the course of the show, they said, fuck it enough. Right. They said, fuck it. What so they you pulled don't... some matches. No, it's just poor planning. Oh, okay. That's why Heyman got fired. Because the show went short. That's Heyman, why he got fired. Heyman was supposed to be putting together the card and he allegedly was told to submit it by such and such time. He didn't. They pushed. He was supposed to submit it by so-and-so time. He didn't. And by the time he finally submitted it, they didn't like it. Wanted him to scrap this, scrap that. This guy's not going in. This guy's not going over. Supposedly, depending on who you believe, Sabu may or may not have been in condition to perform. Uh, I'm not suggesting that it had anything to do with narcotics or some sort of substance, but he was just not able to perform. So they made, they called an audible, tried to do what they could. I guess it's worth mentioning here too. Heyman in an effort to just have something creative on the show has made himself a heel. Of course, in real life, hardcores like myself just thought, you know, the sun set with Paul Heyman. I mean, he's the man. He is the, the founder creator and savior of ECW. He's not really any of those, but we just hold him in such high regard. And now if he's here to sort of kill his creation and shit on it and control it and make it corporate or just not give us what we want and stay true to what made us all fans in the first place. That's a good storyline. And here we are. Wow. Hmm. I get it. That will be your main event of the evening. I'm sure you can read his lips. One of the great promos of the business. No question. Without question, sorry. Without question. Without question. One of the great promos of the business. You see, I am here to kill ECW. I wanted to have Sabu and Rob Van Dam and the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer and New Jack in the main event. But Vince McMahon and his daughter, Stephanie, want hardcore Holly, Big Show, Bobby Lashley and fucking test. So this is my last show here. I'm going home and much like a head coach that coached at Georgia who sucked a dick and got paid to go home. 
I too am going to get paid to sit at home. Cause part of the deal is they don't want me going to TNA because down there in TNA, they've got guys like Kurt angle. They've got guys like Samoa Joe. They've got guys like AJ styles and those guys in the back know that I, Paul Heyman know what to do with them. The people that Vince McMahon saw no value in and wouldn't bring in, but I see value in guys like CM Punk and I'm going to have him out here, but he's not going to do what I want him to do. You see, I pitched Vince McMahon on him tapping out big show, the 500 pound champion with the Anaconda vice in the first 10 seconds of the match, just to solidify that CM Punk was the next superstar of this business. But they don't see it. They think he looks like a short order cook at a goddamn Waffle House. So I'm going to go home and they're going to try to get over test for the 10th fucking year in a row. And they're going to try to get over hardcore Holly, who you chewed up and spit out eight years ago. And they're going to try to get over Bobby Lashley, who is going to have a few runs here that no one will ever remember. But the one guy that I wanted to get over in the whole thing He is going to get ran out of here and fired on his wedding day because Vince McMahon doesn't care about you. So even though I'm telling you that I hate ECW and that I'm trying to kill ECW, that's a character I'm playing in real life. Vince McMahon hates each and every one of you, not just because you live in Georgia, not just because everything in Georgia sucks, but because you're ECW fans. And if it's not his idea, he hates it, which is why we're erecting this piece of shit, which is a fake war games. At least with the real war games, you could wrestle and have a real match, but not here. Nope. You can't take bumps on this thing, but we're going to lower it down. Like it was war games. Aren't we? And instead of having people come in one at a time in the cage, no, we're going to get fancy. We're going to have pods. Not the kind of pods that Tony Schiavone makes a living on in 2018. No pods that we pretend to be bulletproof. Suspend disbelief. My ass. We're going to pretend to be bulletproof. Why don't we just put an electric chair right in the middle? Cardo Abdullah, the butcher out here and just fucking fry him up. Thank you, Paul. And now here's the rules for the extreme elimination chamber match. Four men loaded into the pods. Two men start in the chamber. After a five-minute period, a pod will open. If the fans are still around, releasing not only another competitor, but a weapon as well, the match will continue. And here we go. The elimination chamber. Oh, my God. Would you look at this, Conrad? It is a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. There's a table. This is ECW-esque. So was it Stephanie that had the final say in all this? Uh, she was, she was heavily involved here. Right. Needless to say, Stephanie and Paul Heyman did not see eye to eye. No, but Paul Heyman returns, of course, later years later with Brock Lesnar. And here comes the big show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
saw him backstage, uh, the last time I went backstage and, uh, they're still using him. You know, they, uh, seems like they have, uh, that the WWE has brought back some of their older superstars as of late, haven't they? Well, they used one of the big shows, pardon the pun. Uh, by the way, he looks totally different now than he does here. I mean, he's, uh, skinned the head, grown out the beard and gotten himself trimmed up, leaned up, jacked up. Right. He looks better than ever right now. Yeah. Much like Tony Shivani, you're, uh, looking, yes. you're looking more and more dapper every day. Thank you very much. Hey, since you can't eat salads anymore, cause you know, you'll die. Uh, mm-hmm. what have you been eating? Just air and ice? No, I eat uh, hummus and peanut butter sandwiches. So your, your TDP yoga diet is hummus and peanut butter sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Basically. Huh? Didn't That's expect- basically what I do now. Conrad didn't expect that answer. If I'm honest with you. Mm. Hummus. And although Lois did uh, bake a Turkey for uh, Thanksgiving and then cut it up for Turkey sandwiches, you know, three ounces of roast Turkey is only 210 calories. Yeah. I'm a Turkey man. Yeah, and three ounces of turkey makes a pretty good turkey sandwich. So there. Make sure you check these pods and make sure they're okay. And <laughs> what do you think? I like of, how they check them out. What do you think of the pods? Yeah. Well, I've seen. I I saw the last elimination chamber match, and I thought it was, I thought it was a complete clusterfuck. As a matter of fact, the last one they had in in the day in the WWE. They had a women's elimination chamber match the same night, if you'll recall, as the men's. And the women's elimination chamber match was better than the men's elimination chamber match. So I know how much of a clusterfuck it was in 2018. I can imagine what it was here. CM Punk, man. Over like rubber. And, and, and that's why he's such an enigma. Because why would he quit the business? Are you kidding? Why would he quit the business when he's over so well? The politics, dude. Listen, you, you have walked away from wrestling before. I know that WCW went out of business, but you had other opportunities and you said, can't do it. Right. Well, why is it hard to believe that he would be of the same mindset when you also consider that not, not shitting, but unlike you, he had to take the bumps every day. So when you yeah. figure that he's not only just working TV, he's working all the house shows and taking the bumps and certainly it's for money, but still he got to a point to where he didn't have to have the money and he wasn't fun anymore. He said, fuck it. Well, th- that's the key right there. When you said he didn't have to have the money and that's had to be the key. Obviously he made a great living, saved his money and so we got two in now and he's got a chair in there with him. Mm-hmm. And did Paul bring in the ball bat with him? I love CM Punk, man. In the short period of time I saw him before he quit, could do an old school promo. Wait a minute, you watched a little? I, I saw him do an old. I saw him do a couple of old school promos 
and I, I saw him on YouTube. He is a, a strong talker. This guy, yeah. however, was not test. He kind of looks like a, like a Sean Stasiak, doesn't he? In a way I could see that. He had a, he had a great look, but not, uh, not, not the greatest he, worker, not anybody's favorite wrestler. Okay. Not anybody's favorite wrestler. He's, he's no longer with us. I'm not trying to shit on him, but I'm just saying there's a lot. There's some guys in the business who were, who have the spot they have and have the role they have because of their look, not necessarily mm. their work. Like Alex Luger comes to mind. Exactly. Lex had a spot because of his tremendous physique and test had a spot because of his height and stature and yeah. And he passed away. Yep. One of the, uh, tragedies in wrestling, man, feels like we lost a lot of guys way too soon. A goddamn crowbar, <laughs> you know, in real life, if you hit somebody with a crowbar, they're fucking dead. That's right. Like that's, that's the thing that always was funny to me about these weapons matches. Like, first of all, this is feeling like the silliest version of clue ever, you know, like, let's just get Colonel mustard out here with a goddamn candlestick in the library. No, we got CM Punk with a chair test with a crowbar. Let's get Tommy dreamer out here with a Glock nine millimeter. You know, what's funny. Did is, you know, in WCW, when we used a crowbar, it was a phony crowbar, right? It was, well, of course, why would you use yeah. a real crowbar? <laughs> hey, you know, we need to talk about this. Did you see the clip that went viral of the dude who threw a fucking cement block on another guy's head in Mexico? No. Yeah. He nearly killed him. He's in the hospital. I, I, what was it? A, wait a minute. Was it during a, a Lucha Libre match? Yeah. They're, they're doing some, some wrestling in Mexico, which means Lucha Libre. And right. one of the guys is, is a bit of a, had a bit of a hardcore wrestling rep and the other guy, not so much. And, um, one guy hit another guy kind of stiff with a chair a few times. And the guy responded by throwing a cement block from like you would build a house with or a retaining wall with from the inside of the ring down onto the guy who's walking around the ring on the floor and it hit him in the back of the head and it immediately broke the brick and he collapsed, passed out. This is a casket match in Mexico. And obviously the guy couldn't finish the match. They had to help him to the back and the doctor who was on site refused to take him to the hospital, but eventually he did make it to the hospital, but the first place refused to help him because he's not a Mexican citizen. So he had to go to a second hospital, the promoter and LA park and a few other guys had to kick in money just to pay to get him in. And they found out that he had a fractured skull and he's still in the hospital and he's going to have to go to rehab. And he's probably never wrestling again, ever. A legit cement block broke over his fucking head. I doubt if he'll do much of anything else again. If he's got a fractured skull, can you much believe less that? wrestling that happened? Like it's unbelievable. You know what? It's not unbelievable. And the way wrestling is going these days, trying to do different crazy things, trying to 
to outdo the the match before you try to do more that is just I mean, it, it it doesn't surprise me at all i'm i'm surprised more people have not had permanent injuries or haven't died in the ring i really am you watch you you've seen a lot of this stuff that goes on independent wrestling yep but not like that dude yeah So here's hardcore Holly. Who was a legit badass and totally believable, but you know, probably not who most fans have been conditioned to believe as a main eventer. You could buy punk, you could buy big show, and you could probably buy Bobby Lashley just based on his high profile match at WrestleMania with Umaga, where Donald Trump and Vince McMahon were involved. But to me, I didn't see Lashley or for that matter, Holly as top guys. And nobody ever confused test with a top guy ever in the history of ever. And here comes Rob Van Dam, who most would consider to be the biggest star on the show. So here's a main event. First of all, the fact that it's elimination chamber match means it's going to be a clusterfuck anyway. That's right. And they, they pulled down the star power from it. So it was destined to fail anyway. And they knew this going in, this had no chance. By the way, there are chants, uh, there, there is a chant here. Um, test is a blank. It's the F word. Uh, Of course there's you fucked up. Right. But the best chant is where's my refund really yes wow uh, this gets two and a half stars it's a 39.95 pay-per-view that goes two hours and 17 minutes where's my refund where's has that ever been chanted before or after <laughs> uh, i feel like no i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that to myself i was gonna say only after sunny skype sessions but <laughs> Where's my refund? So these two guys are going in this, uh, war games, bastard match. These two guys are going to go yes. five minutes. I'm making that a shirt. Mm. Something now, uh, Holly kind of looks like Scott Armstrong here. Somebody say something about too many Armstrongs. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. Where's my refund? Where's my refund? You guys have to start clapping. Let, oh, I got to start clapping. Yeah. Well, let's think of a chant we could get going for WHW. Okay. Clean the dog hair. <laughs> What's another one? That's a good one. Yeah. Cook some dinner. <laughs> Get off Facebook. <laughs> Conrad's married. <laughs> oh. K Fabe the HJ. 
I love you for that. Uh, here's my number, Francine. Paul Bromwell took a couple of videos for us at, uh, for me and, and texted to me, uh, from, uh, WrestleCade, uh, during Thanksgiving weekend. One was from Francine. By the way, can I just ask, is Paul Bromwell the nicest guy that ever lived? Yeah, he's one of them. I just feel like, uh, I don't know if everybody I met was as nice as Paul Bromwell, mm-hmm. uh, wrestling has the coolest people ever. Yeah. I agree with that. He also did a, he also did a video, uh, uh, Kevin Nash did a video for me. He said, <laughs> Kevin Nash said, uh, uh, he said, Tony Schiavone and I used to be good friends, but I discovered that Tony Schiavone was a very jealous lover, selfish lover, selfish lover. <laughs> that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> hey, I met the, um, the guy with the coolest name in the history of wrestling fandom at WrestleCade. Have I told you about this? No. So the guy gets a VIP comes in the line and, and Bruce says, Hey man, what's your name? And so he says, and he says, spell it for me. And he says, L I N W O O D. And I'm thinking fucking Linwood. Now that's a cool name. Isn't that one of the, the blues brothers? That's pretty cool. And so as I tell him, Hey man, that's a fucking cool name. And, um, he says, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. By the way, it's Elwood, but still whatever. Right. Uh, and I said, that's a cool name, man. And he said, yeah. Um, my last name's cooler though. I was like, what's that? And he says, outlaw. It's like, I get the fuck out of here. Your name's not Linwood outlaw. He's like, hell yeah, it is. I'm like, man, that's a gimmick name. I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's not your real name. That's like your worker name. You, you do indies around here or what's the deal? He's like, no, brother, that's my real birth name. I'm like, there's no way. Well, I'll be damned. He opens his wallet and pulls out evidence that his name is Linwood outlaw junior. And that <laughs> somehow made it even more badass because that meant his dad knew, man, I got a badass fucking name. I'm going to name my kid. I'm going to give my kid this great gift that was given to me. I'm going to name this little son bitch Linwood. I mean, Linwood outlaw junior. Wow. Dude, that made it so much cooler to me that it was junior. So I, I, I told Mrs. Thompson on the ride home, fucking naming our kid outlaw <laughs> outlaw Thompson coming your way. Outlaw Is that going to be the first or the middle name? It's going to have to be first. Cause I got to come up with a middle name for T cause I want mm-hmm. my kids initials to be OTT. So he's over the top. <laughs> outlaw what? T Thompson. Come on. I might even throw a junior in there just cause fuck it. <laughs> I can do what I want. Oh, you know what? I don't want to rip off Linwood. So we'll go with, um, the third. Yes. The third or the second you can do. They do a lot of the second now. Sounds classier if it's the third. Yeah, you're you're right. So we'll go, we'll go outlaw. What's a fun T name? Tony. Oh, fuck you. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Name it after your good friend, Tony. I don't have any Uh, good friends whose name. All my good friends were at my wedding. You see? Oh, okay. How about this? Outlaw test. No. Thompson. Okay. No. We don't like her. I could do like Theodore, like Teddy Long. Theodore. Thibodeau. No. Uh, oh, Outlaw Tyson. Outlaw Tyson. Outlaw Tyson Thompson. Yeah. It, would that be after Mike Tyson? Or after hey, baby, chick- I named our baby. 
<laughs> Just give me the good news. <laughs> Outlaw Tyson Thompson. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. And he could go, he could use outlaw or he could use Ty. Ty Thompson, middle linebacker for the Alabama Crimson Tide, Ty Thompson. Dude, Tyson Thompson. A badass name. Sounds like a, hey, he's going to be somebody. You know him right. He's going to grow up and do podcasts with. <laughs> <laughs> with Jackson Shivani. <laughs> like, he's going to grow up and do podcasts with Corey Graves. I just know him. He's got it in him. <laughs> we're naming kids on the podcast well you know fuck we're watching ecw December or december to dismember and i mean that was a, a pretty cool spot you know we're, i'm gonna shit on some of this but when punk and van dam are hooking it up that's pretty fun oh yeah great performers man so who's been eliminated bob holly has well you just saw are you not watching no, I, 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 yeah, I guess he has. And oh my God, we got blood. Three guys in, we got blood. Yeah, but it's hard way. Whoa. How about Van Dam is just slinging himself into stuff? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Wait a minute. If Holly's been eliminated, what the hell is he still doing there? I thought you said Holly was eliminated. That's what I thought. I guess not. I guess no one's been eliminated. You know, that great cannot be too kind to land on. It's unforgiving steel. Oh God. How many times so hardcore, since hardcore, last? Uh, Holly's legitimate badass, huh? Oh yeah. I, I mean, would you fuck with him? No, of course not. But I, you know, you just never know who is and who is, who's not. Well, I'm just going to take everybody's word for it. How's that sound? Okay. No outlaw. He may grow up and have a different opinion on things, but I just want to get along with everybody. <laughs> outlaw is going to be a fucking renegade, isn't he? You think? I don't mean. I don't mean the former WCW television champion. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Hung him out the dry. And now oh, in less than two my minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen to you. Uh, Shameful. Yeah, I know. By the way, since last week's episode, tell the truth. How many times have you sang the I say fuck it song? Oh man. Oh, a lot. Have you let Lois hear it yet? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, bait, a football season's winding down and basketball season's ramping up and I'm in my winter mode now. So I don't have much communication with my wife. Got my own bedroom. Now I got my own man cave and I just kind of stay up in here with my dog. So I don't know what she thinks of anything anymore. Wow. Some pretty good spots and the fans are still not into this shit, man. Well, I mean, a lot of it is because they, here's the flaw of the elimination chamber. Can I just, 
they're going to do one of these with WWE next month, but can I give you my two cents on why it's flawed? Yeah. None of this matters. You know, until all the pods are open, doesn't matter. It's sort of like with war games. It can't end until everybody's in there. Right. I know technically it could, but we fucking know better. It's not gonna. So every time these guys are going for finishes here and there, you're like, all right, it doesn't matter. It's not going to be over until everybody's in there. So they're just doing spots until then. Right. And, and like, they shouldn't go for finishes then just do spots. What do you That's think of this? Cool shot. What do you think of the light show to show you who's going to be the next pod to open? Yeah. Here's your boy. The modern day elimination chamber, they don't, they don't use the, uh, the chains, do they? Oh, good God. How about Mickey J's expression? That's test is digging him with that crowbar. Yeah. Man, it's sort of sad to watch test because you, that dude left us too early, man. How did he die? Well, you can guess. Yeah. It's what I figured. I just. You never know. could have been a, something else, an accident or something. He died in 09, though, and he was only like 33. I mean, I'm 37. That's crazy. They found him um, dead in his house in Tampa. It's accidental overdose. Oxycodone. Louis Van Damme's a hell of a performer, wasn't he? Oh, still is. He, um, test had some run-ins with the law where he was still struggling with substances. And I think they, uh, they ruled that he had, uh, some trouble with CTE, but 33, man, golly, that just seems so young. You know, so when we're seeing him here, he's like, he's probably 30. 30, 31 mm. frog splash. Nicely done, man. We still got two guys to come in and now fans are starting to stand up a little bit here. Van Dam's got them off their feet. And there you go. Punk is eliminated. And punk who Heyman had been arguing for to eliminate big show with his submission right away. They just did every, they just did the opposite of what Paul wanted to do here. Yes. What they did. And immediately test eliminated Holly. So they're both out of here and we're down to Van Dam test Lashley and big show. I do like that flipping off big show as he climbs to the top. <laughs> big show grabbing the foot. Not a smart move, kid. It's a good spot though. Yeah, it is. I mean, you've got those pods. You might as well use them for something. How about that bump? Fucking great. Can you imagine how bad that hurt? 
So, uh, big shows a heel here, right? Yeah. How about wow. test? Oh, he killed him. He killed him. Mm. Van Dam eliminated. And now the crowd is chanting. Where's my refund? Wow. Because Again, we, we've probably- got, we've got an ECW pay-per-view and a guy, the fans really embrace like CM Punk and their ECW favorite, Rob Van Dam out of here done. What's left three WWE guys, mm-hmm. big show test, Bobby Lashley. Look at this elbow off the top. This is brutal. Wow. Another angle. It just falls on the fucking guy. Uh, he tried to hit his leg and, and rear end to hip first, but it still didn't work. Yeah. So, you know, it, look, this is, this is, oh my God, it's, it's just so obvious. It's, it's crazy. This was a show designed to kill ECW. You want ECW? We'll give you ECW. We'll make it so shitty. You'll never want to see it again. And we'll let the ECW faithful who love ECW. We'll take away all their favorites early. Punk gone. Van Dam gone. Tommy dreamer, not be able to use a kendo stick. Sandman just to make an appearance and leave. Who is next in the elimination? Come on, get to it. It's Bobby Lashley. Wait a minute. What do we got here on the outside? What are they doing? Lashley supposed to be freed from his pod, but of course, Heyman's guys, his security guards, not letting him out. So test is just left here with a crowbar as we all just watch as no action happens live on pay-per-view. Wow. And by the way, Bobby Lashley's weapon in this weird style of clue is a wooden folding table. So of course, test gets a goddamn crowbar. Bobby Lashley gets a wooden folding table that we all know will collapse with any pressure, but he uses his way out here. He breaks through the chains and he's going to climb through the top and the fans pop four minutes before big show is released. So the idea is now uh, the only baby face left is Lashley here. Yes. There you go. Hammer the shit out of him. There you go. Lashley's fuck. He's got a fucking physique, doesn't he? Oh, he looks like a Greek God. And he still does. does. Yeah. 12 years later, man. 
All right, the replay. Whoa, into the table. How long had Tess been in the business prior to this? Had he had he had a big run? Yeah, I mean, he started training with them. I would guess maybe ten years prior. Wow. I mean, it might not have been that long, but he had been around a while. Obviously, my time away from the business was well spent. I don't have to worry about this shit. Yeah, I mean, it was when you guys were doing Battle Bowl. That was time well spent for you. I mean, I remember that Mike Graham match. That was a fucking barn burner. And we did some great shit, man. Remember that time you had like Highway Patrol in there and. Mm-hmm. Who could forget Firebreaker Chip, man? Yeah, and how about David Arquette winning the title? Oh, that was one of your better ideas. An Arachnaman and the goddamn yeah. Candyman and the Ding Dong. Candyman. And how about um, Lasertron? How about the time you had that little person, the pirate, blow up boat? Right, yeah, that was good. And flip flops. And remember that time Sting shot lasers out of his eyes? And mm-hmm. man, that was some good stuff. Yep. Those were good days. That was entertainment, man. Well, they're hitting each other with crowbars. <laughs> All right. Lashley and big show. That got a little pop from the fans. Big show did not want Bobby Lashley. And by the way, Lashley's relatively fresh. He only had to wrestle test for like three minutes and now big show is consulting with Paul Heyman in the corner. Oh, I thought he was praying. Okay. I thought he was going to say a couple of prayers by the way, whereas Lashley had a folding table as his weapon, big show has a bar bar baseball bat. That's his weapon. Yep. Hypothetically, if someone could put you through a wooden folding table or Hit you with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. What would you prefer? I would prefer the table. Okay. What about a crowbar or a table? I would prefer the table. Okay. What about a folding chair or a table? I would prefer the table. What about Trinity's red singlet, her jumpsuit, her onesie, her adult onesie? Or the okay, table. I would prefer Trinity's jumpsuit. Would you prefer that she was in the jumpsuit or no? No, I would prefer she was not. <laughs> Boy, that Bluetooth's really working on you. You used to have no time for any of that. I know. Now you got a lot of time for all of it. I sure do, man. And here comes Big Show with a barbar baseball bat looking like he's out of the walking dead. Good shot of his face. That look at his face, man. I love they're teasing. Both men have weapons. One guy has a chair. The other guy <laughs> has a bat wrapped in barbed wire. I mean, don't you remember back in the day when Midnight Express used to swing barbed wire bats at Ricky and Robert? <laughs> Those are the good old days. That's a good, and he's stuck. Oh, yes, sir. Remember the time Ole Anderson used to what? 
Why are you laughing? I remember the time. I remember the time Dory Funk Jr. Gene Kaniski. What hit each other? sticks and tables. Yeah. I mean, who could forget that? It was the great kendo stick table match of 1953. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was at the in Kansas City. Bob Geigel booked it. But you know what? They it's there's juice, but there's not ECW juice. The juice that we saw with Piper and and uh, Greg Valentine from our last pay, uh, podcast that was ECW type juice. You can better believe that New Jack would have bled, right? Oh, without question. That son of a bitch would bleed. As soon as he came in the ring. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Lashley's not bleeding here at all. Oh. Build him outside in. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good shot. Oh, my God. It's the old giant. Choke slam. Teasing the choke slam. Less than three minutes left in this pay-per-view. And you can tell yeah. the crowd is uh well they Can't don't for- they don't have high spot fatigue, but they're fatigued. Wow. Now that was a hell of a spot. So Big Show goes up the choke slam Lashley, but when he gets him up, Lashley turns the choke slam into a DDT. Right. Hell of an impact. Well, Conrad, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's not that good, but I've seen worse. All right. I'll take it. You sold it to me. Like it was the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. It's awful. Here's what's awful about it. It, There is a reputation for ECW. So if you're coming into this cold and you don't really know, you know, what ECW fans expect, but it would be akin to like if big booty, Judy and Casio invited me to their house for Thanksgiving. I have in my mind's eye, what Thanksgiving's going to look like. Now imagine I get over there and, and lastly beat him with a spear. The super hardcore match is over with a spear. People okay. have jumped off the shit and hit each other with barbed wires and, but a spear, there you go. That's your finish. Lastly is your new world champion. But imagine I go to this big booty Judy Thanksgiving and there's like cauliflower dressing. Yeah. And tofu that's turkey flavored. Right. And rice cake desserts. And kale. Kale casserole. Right. And then like yeah. sparkling water. Right. That, that's that that that's what their Thanksgiving looks like. So I don't go to their Thanksgiving. They come to mine. And Judy just right. sits in the corner and pouts because nothing's gluten free. And she doesn't want diarrhea. How come I wasn't invited to Thanksgiving at your house? Cause you're in fucking Bermuda or Bahamas yeah. or grand Cayman. I don't know. Somewhere where we couldn't do what we promised everybody we would do. That's where you were drinking little fruity drinks, <laughs> trying, to, drink trying to eat turkey sandwiches. And uh, what was the other thing? Peanut butter sandwiches and hummus, hummus. 
Yeah. You're fucking weird. I love me some hummus. So there you go. Uh, how would you rate this compared to that Starcade 1991 show that really sucked a dick? Hmm. Uh, better or this worse? This is better than, Star- than that Starcade 91 show. Okay. It's, it's shorter, so I'll give you that. Yeah, and that's probably why it's better. So there you see the end of ECW as we know it. Well, done. it's certainly the end of Paul Heyman. ECW would keep chug-a-lugging a little bit. Uh, we wish it could have had a bullet in it, but instead it was just Paul Heyman who had a bullet in him. And, uh, thankfully we get to put a bullet in this show and next week, uh, Tony, I'm looking forward to this. We're going to, we're going to cover something kind of fun. Starcade. We're going to go back and take a look at Starcade 93. And we're right upon the 25th anniversary of that show. Arguably one of the more memorable matches of Flair's career. Uh, he is a last minute, relatively last minute substitution. The main event was supposed to be Sid versus Vader, but because of that stabbing incident between Sid and Arn, Sid is no longer with the company. And instead it's going to be the nature boy, Ric Flair, getting the call to have a world title shot in his hometown of Charlotte against the biggest force in the business at the time, big van Vader. And you guys did a masterful job of telling that story which is the exact opposite of what we just saw with Bobby Lashley's crowning moment. So tune in next week, because this is basically the best of times and the worst of times. Well, you just sat through the worst of times and now we're going to do bookends. Last week we covered Starcade 83 for their second world title reign and a very important one at Starcade 83 flair for the gold fast forward 10 years and flares challenging for the world title again, once again, in North Carolina, it's Starcade 1993. Don't watch it. Wait and watch it with us. It's going to be outstanding. But Tony, look at my clock. It feels like it's about that time. Well, it's the main event time here, Conrad. And here he comes out walking to the ring. Vincent K. McMahon. He has already destroyed WCW. He has destroyed championship wrestling from Florida. He has destroyed Central States Wrestling. He has destroyed the Memphis Territory. He has destroyed all the territories, including Continental Wrestling. And now he is going to destroy ECW. He has got Paul Heyman up at the power bomb. He power bombs him through. Oh, my God, through the mat. It's over. ECW is dead. Vince McMahon, he rules the world. He's done exactly what he wanted to do. He has no competition left. And we'll see you next week on What Happened When Monday on the MLW Radio Network and exclusively on Patron. This is Lois Schiavone, promotional considerations, take 100. 100? This is take one. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is Lois Schiavone, promotional considerations, take one. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. You have such a nice voice. You know that? (laughs) Okay. Paytreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Okay. Try that a little bit faster. Paytreon. No, it's patreon.com. But you put Patreon. Okay. Like Patreon. Okay, Patreon. Patreon.com. Forward slash WHW Monday. Very good. All right. Now I can read the rest. Yeah. It's just what you need. More of Conrad Thompson and Tony Giovanni. That's what you need. <laughs> that's, that's what you need, baby. <laughs> no, okay. God, in my dreams. 
complete with behind-the-scenes videos and new content every week, including the newest episode of Living with Lois, coming soon. Can't wait for that. You've been living with me for 37 years, SD. And bye. LoisRules.com, still one of the hottest sites on Pro Wrestling Tees. Dot com to get your T-shirts from What Happened When. That doesn't sound right. Just, just read it. Go ahead. LoisRules.com, still one of the hottest sites on ProWrestlingTees.com to get your T-shirts from What Happened When. Good. Okay. And by BoxOfGimmicks.com. With T-shirts, coffee mugs, baby onesies, beach towels, koozies, and a whole lot more. Yeah. Show your support on what happened when. Some to wrestle with. Some to wrestle with. Uh, I should say something to wrestle with. Some to wrestle with. Yeah. Something to wrestle with. And 83 weeks and log on now. Are these all dot-com sites? Okay. And bye. What happened when live coming to Zanies in Nashville on Sunday, 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 December 17th. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, uh, read that again. It's supposed okay. to be the 16th. Start again. Well, you wrote the 17th. I know. So read it again. Okay. What happened when live coming to Zanies in Nashville on Sunday, December 16th at 3 p.m. Get your tickets now at Loki Big Hog. Dot com. And maybe a special, you think, a special appearance by Lois Shivani? Are you kidding?